Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to the Blank Slate. Thanks for pushing play. This is your host, Mullet, here. Don't worry, no cats this time. Everything good about the decade this time. It's a big-ass recap. Joining me, my partner in arms here for the Blank Slate, Rich Camelucci in Chicago. What's going on? Oh, man, just uh, excited to talk about all the good stuff from the last 10 years. All right, so cats. Uh, you <laughs> bastard. That'd be great if we just went right into it. <laughs> People were like, they got to stop at some point, right? It'd be almost worth it. But no, let's talk good stuff. Uh, so as we mentioned last week, we haven't slated in a while. And Rich and I have had you know private conversations about many different things uh, related to the world of TV and movies and entertainment over the past several months we've missed. So we were going to talk about it today. But then Rich brought up a point that every every other medium is going over their best of the decade. Why not us? So that's what we're going to do today is weigh in on our personal top tens for movies, television, and then also another TV category, kind of the the nonfiction reality documentary, the the non the non uh, drama or comedy section yeah. of television, if you will. Um, yeah, because we've been. Uh, Arcade Audio in its infancy with just Podswoggle for so long. But the Blank Slate's been around for basically half the decade. So we've covered most of these things or have not covered them. So let's see uh, let's see what we think the decade was all about. Uh, where do you want to kind of start and, and go, Rich? I'm down for whatever, man. Wherever you, uh, whatever, whatever you think is strongest. Or weakest, and we can work let's, our way uh, up. Well, yeah, as I was saying, we're, let's work our way up. Let's start with the um, let's start with the the reality or documentary, the the sure. the nonfiction uh, side of television. Which, when you mentioned it, so you gave me a little list of ideas, and there was a couple we ultimately didn't go with. And this one, I was like, oh man, I don't know if I can get to ten. And I have a I have a really good list now. It's it's very skewed in one direction. That's just based off of my personal taste and preferences. So I'm interested to see what yours is. But um, but there was a lot more here because this kind of exploded with Netflix and Hulu and mm-hmm. other entertainment mediums, uh, not just whatever cable and uh, the big four were doing. So um, are, yours, are yours ranked like in order? Yeah. 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 So we can go like okay. go start at 10 and whatnot. So like whatever you have at 10, yeah. like, go ahead and start with. Yeah. Uh, so number 10 was something uh, that I just watched last year. Really, really dug. Everyone was really into Making a Murderer, which is not on my list. Uh, I actually preferred uh, much smaller and I think much better Evil Genius. Did you watch Evil Genius at all? I didn't. It kept popping up on my queue or, you know, on my homepage, but never, never got to it. I watched it last around last Christmas for whatever reason. My parents were here and I had something else I needed to do. So I just watched it on my phone as they were here. Um, I think it was only four or five episodes. Um, it was like the the pizza delivery like bank robbery uh, story that basically was turned into a, a stupid comedy for 30 minutes or less, but was actually a legitimate, like, real tragic news story that delved into... Man, a lot of twists and turns, like a lot of those like true crime documentaries got into. It was my favorite of the bunch. It was between this and a and a, a HBO documentary called uh, "Mommy Dead and Dearest." I ultimately went with "Evil Genius" instead as my number ten. So uh, I, I check it out. It's a quick, easy, but still pretty heavy uh, watch. 
What's your 10? Uh, my number 10 is uh, the technically like the two competing fire festival documentaries. Uh, it was on my list of snubs. That's I have not watched the Hulu one, but I love the Netflix one. They, I just find it so interesting how like those two work like in concert and they just basically have a conversation yeah. with each other. And like, depending on like which, who produced which one and this and that. And it was just like, it made for like a great, just double feature. Um, and just mm-hmm. depending on like, you could tell which order people watch them in by which one they said they liked the most. And, and like a yeah. lot of the conversation around it, uh, like really helped shape the documentaries themselves. And, and they were both like very differently styled. Uh, and, and yeah, it just, it, it also just seems the documentaries seem further away almost than the actual fire festival. It feels like sometimes mm. makes sense. It um, does. It does. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the Netflix one, it just is so fucking kooky in parts. Like you can't, uh, the sign of a good documentary is when you have to stop it a couple times and be like, hold on. Like this is a documentary. Yeah. Like this isn't like, a mockumentary or this isn't, you know, like, come on. No, this all fucking happened. Yep. Here's the proof. And Jaw Rule was so, just know, I'm, I'm as every bit involved as you thought he was. Murder. <laughs> uh, right. he was missing was murder. <clears throat> Almost, yeah. Um, all right, so I'll go what's next your, year. What's your nine? Uh, my yeah, nine is uh, the HBO documentary Tickled. Oh, I knew I was going to forget something. Yep. Oh, damn it. I still get made fun of at work all the time for like talking about having watched that movie because I can never describe it the right way. And everyone's like, you watched the tickling documentary? <laughs> and I'm like, it's not that. It's not that. Oh, fuck. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, and I know it's like a lot. The way it gets described as far as just like it starts out as this and then it is nothing what you think. Uh, but that's a lot of um, from what I understand because I haven't actually seen it. But three identical strangers, that's apparently very much the same as far mm-hmm. as like mm-hmm. starts out this one thing, then it is completely different. But I hadn't seen it, so couldn't make heads or t- well, not make heads or tails of it. But yeah, I just have no, I can't speak to it. But tickled, I can speak to and motherfucker. Gotcha. That's yeah, no, you're you are legit. That's that's definitely a snub on my list. Um, where do you stand? So I, I have something like I want to be in my top 10, but I don't know if you classify it. But like stand up, like do you class like stand up specials as qualifying here? Um, I'm totally, I'm totally fine. I, I just wanted to, I was gonna put it, bring it up, uh, but it doesn't have I to be. I think so. And even, even including that, there wouldn't be a single stand up special on my list. So, I don't know. I was just gonna get into Chappelle. Sure. And me and Tope have both talked about Chappelle, and I think on here or, or elsewhere. Um, and between the f- the five specials that he had, it's a five. Yeah, it was five on Netflix. Like I could take bits and pieces of all of them and make one special that I think you could equal, like Killing Me Softly. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had to go with one in particular, I would go with the very first one. 
just for the OJ stuff alone, even though I think the last one he had was the actual best material. I just want to kind of mention as an honorable mention, because uh, ultimately I think I'm still going to go with what I have at number nine. But I just wanted to know for future preference if other things kind of strike me as we were talking about and I remember them. Uh, my legitimate number nine is going to be Nature Boy, the Ooh, 30 for 30 Ric Flair documentary, which upon first viewing, so that and the Under the Giant Jock documentary, I want to say came out within like a couple months of one another maybe. Yeah, At least it felt like it did. Yeah. And Andre came out first, and I was like, that's fine. You know, like, it, it's always hard for wrestling fans to get those projects because they inevitably have to get into the minutia of explaining to a common audience how the wrestling business has worked, yeah. a quick history lesson, and yada, yada, yada. And I kind of felt the same way with Nature Boy the first time I watched it, but I've rewatched it, and I came to appreciate what it does, particularly in the back half of that under the 30 for 30 banner, I think it's the best job they could have done with it. And I think it actually ends up being like, as you'll see on my list, my second favorite 30 for 30. Um, Because it does a great job of capturing this crazy man (laughs) who's still doing his fucking thing. So that's my number nine. Uh, My number eight is something that I just uh, fully watched, finished yesterday but I'd seen most of prior. My number eight is Too Funny to Fail, the life and death of the Dana Carvey show on Hulu. Shit, it's um, on Hulu, right? It is on Hulu. Fuck, and I, I watched it off of like 25 different YouTube clips, like maybe end of last year. And then when Sam and I now have Hulu, I was like, oh yeah, I have Hulu. And I started looking for documentaries because of this project. And I was like, oh, I never like fully watched this. We watched it yesterday, and it's incredible. You'll find a lot of my list is entertainment and sports-based documentaries. And this one just has like five or six of the funniest fucking people who ever lived talking about the show they made that everybody hated. <laughs> and it is absolutely riveting. It is laugh-out-loud funny. I can't. I, it's, it's also a very rewatchable documentary. Like I could find myself just being bored and being like, I don't feel like watching something new. It could be a good background noise documentary that I'll always love. So that's my number eight. Um, speaking of Hulu documentaries, uh, it's not on my list. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's on yours, but have you watched Minding the Gap? I have not. No. Uh, it's 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 very it's very good. Um, it's sad as fuck, but it's very good. Um, I have two other ones that when I added Too Funny to Fail, I added the Amazing Jonathan documentary and the Gilbert Godfrey documentary. I both have to watch very soon. I haven't watched the Godfrey documentary, but I did watch the uh, Amazing Jonathan documentary, and it was it was mm-hmm. interesting. Um, interesting. I'll say that. Did you say you saw it's it? About as good as I, I could expect. No, I did. No, I added it to my list. Yeah, just stylistically, not my bag. Um, mm. I, I think I immediately know what you mean, and I don't think it'll be mine either. But I'll still give it a try. Um, my number eight is Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Oh, man. I don't know. That shit counts. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that counts. Well, that's my like new number one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's only number eight for me because I don't really keep up with it as much as I would like to. But, I mean, yeah, it's it's always insightful. It's always sharp and smart and witty and silly as just as much as it is those other things. Um, one of, yeah. yeah. One of the few appointment televisions, like every Monday when Sam and I sit down and eat dinner, we put on last week tonight 
and I didn't have it on my fucking list. <laughs> don't miss an episode, and so, totally didn't think that it would classify here. So good job, me. Good pick. What's your What's your seven? Uh, my number seven is it's a uh, it's a sh- it's it's like about a fifty minute documentary uh, that I think should still be on Vimeo. It's called Florida Man. Um, and I mean, oh yeah, yeah. I've talked about this like a few years ago when I first saw it. Um, and I've rewatched it so many times since. Um, and it's just basically uh, this documentary filmmaker just like just down around Central Florida, just sticking a camera in Florida men's faces, uh, and and just letting them talk, uh, which is. Brilliant. Uh, it's from 2015, uh, directed by Sean Dunn, D-U-N-N-E. Uh, look him up. He's also done uh, the American Juggalo documentary, which is just a ba- basically the same style. But like, yeah, as long as you pick your subjects right, that's all you have to fucking do. Um, sure. But Florida Man makes you feel like 20 different emotions in the span of seven seconds. It's, it's incredible what that, what that doc does. Can't recommend it enough. Remind, reminded me of one of my honorable mentions for movies later on, The Florida Project. Um, and I oh, haven't we'll, watched we'll, Florida we'll Man itself. It. We'll talk about Florida Project. Ooh, wonderful. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, my number seven is Jim and Andy, The Great Beyond. Thought about uh, From Netflix. Uh, only watched it once, but it really stuck with me. I, I think we tackled it at some point here, but I've always been enamored with like kind of the concept it goes into, which is, you know, like this behind the scenes documentary that kind of formed its own narrative and finally was able to be like unveiled to the world. Again, kind of the weird cross section of hearing about it as a wrestling fan, hearing about it as a movie fan, and then finally like seeing it happen and mm-hmm. getting into the psyche of one of the most important comedy figures who's ever lived, especially in our lifetime. And seeing it like for real and being like, okay, there's no way that this is fake <laughs> because right. this is well, this is so old. And I think that's one of the interesting things about it is, and it's almost like a theme through it. And and one of the other documentaries that we uh, mentioned previously, blurred lines. That's like I feel like a big theme of it is just just blurred yeah. lines, which is mm-hmm. almost a meta commentary on the life of Andy Kaufman. Sure. So yeah, so I, I it's been on my list to rewatch, but it's stuck with me um, since I watched it the first time. So, um, which leads into my number six, staying in the subject of movies. Uh, my pick is a documentary series that CNN just wrapped up called The Movies. Mm. Um, it was Made much better than I was anticipating it being. Being like a CNN because I kind of get those CNN like advertisements all the time, especially when like I had Roku, you just get the same commercials over and over again. So they keep talking about these weird documentaries. And I saw them advertising this one, each episode's two hours. It goes into an entire decade. It takes a lot of good time going into the most important movies at a pretty good pace, but just the scope of people they got to talk about it. Like from, I mean, literally everybody's PTA Spielberg, Scorsese, uh, John Singleton before he died like they got everybody to talk about everything it's in depth and it's one of the most popable documentaries 
do Overwatch. If it's on and there's nothing else I got to do, I'm just going to throw it on and I'm not doing anything for the next couple hours because I can always watch people that are excellent at their craft talk about the things that are great in the craft. So uh, can't rec- I hope that hits like somewhere that's not CNN so like more people can even watch it like on a streaming platform because yeah. this decade had a lot of those 80s, 90s, 2000s documentaries and a lot of them are hit or miss. This one I think is the best of the bunch. Hmm. Uh, my number six, <clears throat> you mentioned it earlier, is Making a Murderer. Um, mm. oh. I just, I thought it was, uh, it captured a moment as far as like the, you know, this combined with Serial to really kick off the whole like true crime craze. Um, yeah. And it it did an amazing job of doing the thing that, that scripted Netflix shows were able to do. Uh, in that, like, they were each able to like leave off on a on a cliffhanger or some big like mm-hmm. mic drop to to have you just fucking let it ride into the next episode, um, which in like documentary style, like that's pretty uh, interesting to see that how they did that. Um, and then, like, as as you would with any good documentary, like. The story's there for one thing, but the characters, the characters yeah. really shone through in this documentary. And I know like these are real people and these are their real fucking lives. Um, but like who among us wasn't doing like impressions of that like crazy thick backwoods Wisconsin accent? Uh, and who among us didn't want Brendan Dassey to go to fucking WrestleMania? Go to WrestleMania. <laughs> like it was it was as far as like Netflix binge content goes, that was like the closest to like spreading it out. You know, uh, it mm-hmm. felt like that moment n- normally with Netflix shows, they usually just like they, the moment comes to talk about it and then it's, it's gone just as quick as it came. Whereas it felt like make a murder. Like people were like discovering it over the course of several weeks to a few months, you know? Um, yeah. It was, it was, yeah, it was, just, it, was, it was an interesting moment to have with people. I got, I got to go back and give it another chance. I started watching it when I was like literally up at like three o'clock in the morning with Jillian when she was like a couple weeks old. I just think I just started watching it the wrong time. I, wa- I finished the whole first season, but I'd never started the second season um, and gave it like that, that, like, I guess sober chance or like mm-hmm. the non life changing event chance that I, I gave it. So that's why I wasn't on my list, but um, no, it definitely was like the talk of everybody. When you get that that phenomenon status, you have to get there a certain way, and it it has to be good to get to that point. So, good pick. What's your five? Uh, my number five. It's it's the last of the. Okay, these are just unassailably good because my four through one are just these things get me the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> sure. So so number five for me is uh, OJ made in America. Very good pick. Um, it's a lot of, of content and substance to really take in. Uh, and it's incredibly thorough and, and just, it's just, it's just, it's just so fucking masterfully done. Um, so if so, it's the first one that's on both of our lists as of right now. Should I go into you? mine as we're talking? It's number one on my list. It's number one on your list. Uh, Fair enough. It's number one on my yeah. list 
Because yeah. as, as you're talking about, there's a level of technique and mastery to being like, look, I, I can't truncate this. Like, it has to be seven hours. You know what I mean? Like, because it all it's it all feeds into the each other. Like, you can't talk about the OJ case without talking about fucking race relations between African Americans and the police in L.A. Going back to like the fucking forties or whatever. And then you can't talk about that without talking about uh, like sports and and OJ's role in that. And yes, it just all of it, just fucking all of it, man. Holy shit. <laughs> it's it's i think in my lifetime it'll be the greatest piece of documentary filmmaking i've ever seen yeah and that's why i have it for one because it's just unassailable in getting everybody that you needed to get to talk about it to yeah. deep dive into it and again it's somehow i've watched it three times it's seven hours <laughs> i've watched it that many times just because I want to go, I want to go. So I got kissed by my wife there. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go like further in depth on. It. Like I, I want to find something out for the first time that I maybe didn't get the first time in a documentary. It's it's hasn't been done. It won't be done since. Um, my number five. Man, I, I feel bad now because this literally made me think of something I didn't have on my list and it definitely needs to be on my list. And I'm like, my number five is really just for me, so I'm going to take it off. Uh, so my new number five is The Jinx. You know, I never finished that. But you didn't fit. How do you not finish that? I don't know. I, I straight up, I, it's not like, I don't know. I don't know. Because the I the should. last episode is maybe one of the greatest nailed stuck the landing things I've ever seen in my life. That may be why is because I heard so many you knew it explicitly talk about just what happened yeah. in the last episode, and so like starting from episode one and two, knowing like the crazy thing that happens at the end, it's like all right, well, all right. Should I just skip to the end? And I didn't, and I just started watching something else. But I should, I should fucking pick that back up. You should. It's it goes right in line with all those other true crime documentaries. But then you just have like the most insane but enthralling people behind it. Yeah. Like you just can't take your eyes off Robert Durst, and how everything unfolds is just. Incredible. So, yeah, that's my new number five. My apologies to the thing that I bumped off the list that I had at five, which shouldn't have been on the list in the first place, but we'll get there later okay. um, in my snaps. It might, it might honestly still be on your list. So if it is, that's that's well enough for me. Uh, my number four is a show that I absolutely love and make priority viewing as soon as it comes on. And it's thanks to you. My number four is uh, Evolution of Hip Hop. That's my number two. Oh, wow. OK, great. Yeah. So, yeah, it's. It's maybe just honest isn't the word I'm looking for. It just it maybe feels the most real. Like you feel the passion in every little bit of everything of the people that are being interviewed. The the where, where the they're ritual, being interviewed. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they're being interviewed. How it's shot. How it's how it's taken. The the enthusiasm 
that he has as he's yes. doing all of it. And then the the going back and showing like documentary form these clips of you know grainy clubs and ciphers the archival and footage that he's able to get is is amazing. Yes, and then it's stylized. Uh, it just and also at the end, like when it ends, because each season's four or five episodes. Mm-hmm. It just it the through line it has. Yes, from the first season ends, and it's like. Dr. Dre is now like one of the biggest pop stars on the planet. Okay, great. And then season two ends with getting into East West. Like they somehow went back and covered so much more and only skipped two years really ahead of the story. And now how season three has ended where it's opening up like, oh, there's a new player in town. That's not just East and West and getting into the outcast stuff. It's it's. It's a genius. It's absolutely the, genius. The relationship that it creates between time and geography is 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 like you said. It's it's so fucking well mapped out, uh, and yes. and and there's so much thought put into it. And I also just love how, again, the enthusiasm that like he eventually like gets everybody to to be at because like a lot of these guys are lesser known and they're like yeah man let's fucking go i'm i I, this is great i'm finally getting my flowers here you know uh but then Mm -hmm. like on the complete opposite end of the spectrum he's getting like some of the most famous names in fucking hip-hop and they could be jaded they could just think it's another interview but then like he'll do that thing where you bring up like this one instance or this one song or this one concert and they're like oh fuck yeah that right there shit let me tell you about that uh, uh, fuck. I'll, I will always go back. The other thing I love is just how fucking granular it gets. And it, like, there's, and, and who knows, maybe there are a lot of stones unturned, but as someone who grew up listening to rap, listening to hip hop and thinking I, I knew what I needed to know about it. Like, no, this mm-hmm. fucking teaches you so much more. And, and I'll always go back to that, uh, scene in, the first season where like Grandmaster Flash just gets on his fucking turntables and shows you how he invented scratching and mm-hmm. the technique that that he invented. Uh, and it was just, it's just it was just a, it's like a fucking magical moment. And you could just tell like just being in the room for that it had to be goddamn special. I don't know. It was it was. Yeah, it's it's invigorating to watch. Have you watched any of Rhythm and Flow? I have not. Okay. I'm just very curious. I A lot of people have talked it up to me, and I still mm-hmm. have not watched it as well. And I was just curious if you had while we're on the subject. But, um, yeah, me yeah. either. I mean, so, again, on need, the subject, have you, watched, have you watched The Get Down at all? No, no. I almost started watching it after I finished Making a Murderer because it was, like, the next recommendation yeah, for whatever that. reason uh, <laughs> <laughs> at that time for Netflix. Um, I think it's just because it was just like the newest, most yeah. like you know, most common thing. But uh, no, I have not. Neither have I. Um, my turn or your turn? Uh, that that was my four. So it's your turn for your four. Uh, my four is the Great British Bake Off. Um, I just damn it. I just fucking love this show. So goddamn much that it makes it's it's actual medicine. It makes you feel good, um, and and it's so well cast every year. And when I say that, I mean when it's it's sure they they'll sometimes like cast into types and and everything like that. But also, 
and I don't need to go into like how nice everyone is and la ti da, but like the most fun I have watching it is when I'm able to cast the contestants as who I want them to be in my life. Like, oh, that's <laughs> that's your next door neighbor. Oh, there's your crush. Oh, there's your work crush. Oh, there's your best friend in high school. Um, there's that motherfucker you hate, and he smiles, and you want to fucking punch him in his teeth. Um, and and then yeah, uh, like I've if not just for it getting our friend Johnny O'Mara into baking, and now he bakes breads that I get to eat, and that's worth being number four on my list alone. So whatever. uh what is uh your three my number three is again also just a fucking if if british bake-off is medicine then the toys that made us is a warm blanket and a chewy cookie uh that was the five that i that was the five i switched up for the you knocked it (laughs) off fuck uh because because when i put it on like of course, I love it, and it's so near and dear to my heart. It's it's more so a favorite than, like, a best, if that makes sense. See, so all my lists are, like, my favorites, which do mix in best, but, like, yeah, yeah if, it's, if it's, like, something I consumed the most of, that's that's on my yeah. top ten. And, and not only that, but, like, if yeah, if you're into fucking toys, like, unless you went out and did this research yourself, like... You're gonna learn a lot. And well, we we talked about privately. There was things in the wrestling episode, and I am a massive wrestling memorabilia collector. Maybe more so than people who try to claim that they are. Uh, that's not a hero there. Uh, and there were things from that episode that I was going in expecting to be like, okay, it was cool. I got these people. I learned things in that episode. I had no idea about. Yeah. And that just is the mark of a good man. Fuck the jinx. It's my number five again. Hell yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. It's hey, you didn't get cut out of the toys that made us. So Very true. No, I did send in my collection and I didn't hear anything back, well, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um You're right. Yeah. I had Toy Hunter down there as a uh, as an honorable mention as well. Because oh, Toy man. Hunter was was did kind of start? the thing that like yeah, kind of start. started. It was twenty ten, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was like twenty I remember watching it. Yeah, because we were watching like 2013 like, in Gainesville and stuff. So, yeah, we were still in Gainesville, and you were in uh, you were at your apartment with just you. And then I know we even started watching when you were still with uh, yeah with Maddie and uh, Maddie and Brittany. So yeah, so uh, it was still the, the also honorable mention uh, fast food nation or not fast food nation. What was the fast food show that we used to watch with the fucker from Howard? Oh my god, was it uh fat like fast food America or something yeah, like that? Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, that that show was good. Uh, another honorable mention I have was Storage Wars because fucking we were very into Storage Wars. Storage Wars. I have Shark Tank and MasterChef on my uh, honorable mention just because they're probably the things I've watched more than anything just with Sam. And they're good. Like, they're, there's nothing wrong with them. They're just good, clean, you know, uh, reality show fun. Yeah. Uh, my number three is Winning Time. Uh, the It just barely ekes in it was march of 2010 but uh the reggie miller versus the new york knicks documentary it is still to me the greatest for 30 for 30 that's ever been made 30 for 30 is undoubtedly the standard bearer from this past decade in terms of sports documentaries and there's been like 90 of them and there's i could have made just a top 10 with nothing but 30 for 30s 
But this one, it having like a personal connection to me, Reggie Miller was my all-time favorite player. Uh, and seeing it play out in like this big, important scope of a movie, and that was also the turning point for 30 for 30, because the first couple didn't do great. It was like the the Gretzky going to the Kings documentary that I think Kevin Connolly's dumbass did it or something. Um, no, that's the that's the Rangers one later, and they did one about like the Baltimore Colts like band. Yeah, it's like man, they're gonna do thirty of these things, and then winning time hit. And it's like okay, this is great, and it's just so much fun, so well done. They take what honestly isn't like it doesn't even get into like the Eastern Conference Finals at any no. point. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it, it just shows like how, what a microcosm of the time it was of sports in that story. Um, it's it's the standard bearer of, of sports documentaries from the past 10 years for me. So winning time is my, my number three. Uh, my number two is definitely my version of the Great British Bake Off. My number two is Nailed It. Whoa, I had Nothing. no idea. I had no idea you were into that show. Nothing gives nothing is more fun in my life than sitting with my wife and crying with laughter at nailed it. It is the exact perfect representation of that subset of shows that I have to deal with on a very regular basis, as I talked about, with MasterChef and Hell's Kitchen and Chopped and Top Chef and all this stuff. This is from comedians, they get super talented and funny people, and Jacques Torres, who is super talented and funny in his own fucking way, and it's just fucking fun. It's such innocent, awesome fun, and it's again, I'm gonna say appointment appointment television a lot in the TV section. Like when it launches, it's like we need to make this a priority. Like, what can we cancel? What can we do to watch this? Because it immediately removes all the care in the world for me and we just love it and, and and binge it as quick as possible. So nailed it is my jam. I should I should be on nailed it, honestly. <laughs> I am a perfect candidate for fucking nailed it. I'm the least artistic person on planet Earth. Uh yeah, just before so, we wrap yeah, that's up my, that's my... I want to give a shout also to Bar Rescue. Uh okay. we we didn't get your number one yet. No, 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 I know. But just before we wrap up, I wanted to throw oh, sure, John gotcha, Taffer's sure. ass in there. Um, <laughs> yeah. My uh, my other uh, honorable mentions, I haven't talked about the Rob Williams documentary on HBO. Uh, I had Believeland on my list as a Homer pick. Um, and that's it. The only ones I mentioned. Yeah. Uh, so your number two was Hip Hop Evolution. Yeah. And then the my last, number one was OJ Made America. The, the last uh, shout out that I had is Wild Wild Country. Oh, sorry. Which was another Netflix doc. Um, yeah, just very good. Yes. Um, but didn't nice. make the cut. Uh, what's your, I want you, uh, oh yeah, you wait. So you've already done your two and one, right? Uh, yeah. My number two was nailed it. Your number two is hip hop evolution. My number one was OJ made in America. So your number one is our last stop. My number one is survivor. See, so you motherfucker, you're cheating. Cause you said it had to start in 2010. Oh, you know what? You're right. God damn it. I'm an idiot. Uh, <laughs> but it's just, fine. It just but you know what? So I will, I will honestly me, give this you know? to you. It, yeah. it just I will feels, give this to you. It feels so new to me coming into it just so late. Um, and But you're right. No, I, I do need to, to come. Well, if then just fucking everything I said, just move it up one. Um, but I don't know, man. 
Like I, I I've I, I can't remember anything like unscripted like that, you know, un quote unquote unscripted or whatever. Um mm-hmm. that still gets me to react so emotionally on a consistent basis. Uh and sure there are seasons that aren't great and I'll just skip them like just whole. Uh but when it's good, motherfucker, it's good. And when it's fine, it's still pretty fucking good. Um Yeah, the last the last season in particular was rough as as probably everybody that follows entertainment news knows. Uh but we need to make it a priority on this show for you and Sam to talk season forty. Because I mean, I'm it, down for it is gonna be fucking on. Cause this past season also got uh, my girlfriend Charlie very super into Survivor, and she went back and watched like as many seasons as there are on Hulu right now. Uh, so yeah, if if the four of us want to just do like a Survivor pod, I'm I'm fine. I'm, I'm very into that. It's gonna be nuts. It's f- twenty winners, two million dollars, Extinction Island. It's gonna be. Crazy. I think Reem still might be there. <laughs> oh, she 100% never left. We have to go back. <laughs> she just goes back. <laughs> I didn't even get that reference, but I could make it. All right. So, very good. So, our reality and uh, uh, good, documentary. Good call out there, by the way. <laughs> well, no, because I, I was going to have it on my list, and I was like, oh, no, Rich said that. and But for you... I'll make the exception because it legitimately is brand new to you in 2010. So that's that's fine. We all we all we each had a little boo boo. Uh, my jinx that the t- toys that made us jinxing and just everything. Yeah. We each had one botch, one foul each. And that'll do it for this episode of the Blank Slate. Uh, we are going to be cutting these up into individual episodes. Uh, we ended up going very long, so we're going to stretch that content. Uh, next week uh, will be uh, Mullet Nice top 10 television programs of the decade. Um, but for now, yeah, that'll be a wrap on uh, the reality documentary uh, limited series, what have you, uh, top 10 of the decade. Um, thank you very much for listening. Um, as far as mullets plugs go, uh, the mullet awards are in full swing. Um, check out Married with Movies um, at arcadeaudio.net for links and more information on that. And uh, as far as uh, I go, um, do be sure to check out uh, Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, uh, especially if you're here in uh, the city of Chicago. Check it out live. Um, Tonight, uh, we're back full swing, first show of the new year. Um, Come on out if you can at IO uh, Chicago. Um, Yeah, that'll be it for uh, the rest of this episode. Of course, uh, please go to ArcadeAudio.net for all the other shows on the Arcade Audio family of podcasts. podcasts and uh, patreon.com slash arcade audio uh to support uh financially uh, any or all of the shows on the network and um three dollars get you in a discord channel uh five dollars get you bonus content to all the shows uh on the network and of course uh be sure to uh rate review and subscribe uh wherever you do listen and uh yeah you know not just blank slate because what do we do we just became active again if that who knows what's gonna happen from here um but yeah all the other shows on the network discover learn them they're they're very good damn it i really believe that anyway um yeah uh of course you can follow 
the show at blank slate pod um as well as uh mullet at mullet is written on twitter i am at rich cami on twitter and instagram um yeah thank you very much for listening we'll catch you next week i can go ahead and delete this now catch us later thank you for playing arcade audio play more at arcadeaudio.net